Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just hidden answers. Stay tuned to PH Murder Stories as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence in all sorts. Listener's discretion is advised. In this episode, we will tackle the Philippine government's poster boy during the controversial War on Drugs campaign and his participation that led to politicians and their family members' deaths linked to the illegal drug distribution in their areas. Chief Inspector Jovi Espinido was a former convenience store owner and a soldier during the late President Cory Aquino's administration. He grew up in San Miguel, a small town located in the province of Surigao del Sur. While growing up, his hometown was a peaceful place to live in until the New People's Army started its operations in the province. Before graduating from high school, he was swayed by his brothers to apply with a Philippine constabulary to get into the army. But before he finished, it got dissolved. He took a two-year course from 1986 to 1988 to become a mechanic instead, then married in 1990. Espenido started to become a soldier because he wanted to rid the country of its abusive soldiers. They had supposedly gone out of their way 
to inflict violent and sexual acts on innocent people. Before, he saw camo-clad men beating up his friends for speaking with the wrong tone and sexually harassing the women in his area. Fortunately for the chief inspector, he was not victimized by cruel acts from soldiers, as he was the son of Vicente Espinido, the town's then vice mayor, and Josefina, a barangay captain at the time. Years later, Jovi Espinido joined the police force in 1996. Aside from being a cop, he also managed a convenience store in Ormoc City, located in the province of Leyte, where he resided with the family of his wife. However, Espinido once again experienced brutality, but this time at the hands of the abusive police officers. Cops in the area were extorting the store that he and his in-laws were managing. According to Jovi, the corrupt policeman came at least once a month. Every time, he tried hard to stop himself from fighting back as he feared for his family. In 1996, a tragedy struck their family in Ormoc City. Just before they closed the store, armed robbers barged into their shop, ordered them to drop to the ground, and threatened them to stay there or be gunned down. All of their valuables were stolen by the perpetrators that night. In the same year, Jovi Espinido entered the Philippine National Police through its lateral entry program, vowing to himself and God that he would prevent as many robberies as possible. The chief inspector is a devout Seventh-day Adventist. While there appears to be dissonance between praying and shooting down criminals, for him it is faith in action. He invoked the will of God each time he was asked what his next assignment would be, as if his transfer was not quickly decided upon by then-PNP chief De La Rosa or President Duterte himself. Espenido deems Duterte's presidency as divine intervention in action. Among all the five presidents he has served as a police officer, he said nobody comes close to Duterte in understanding drugs and criminality in the country. According to Espinido, Duterte is the only president who has focused on corruption, real corruption, and illegal drugs, which are very rampant in the Philippines. In 2016, the Philippine government was at the height of its controversial war on drugs. Chief Inspector Jovi Espinido was assigned as police chief in the municipality of Albuera, located in the province of Leyte. Earlier, authorities have been investigating Rolando Espinosa Sr., the town mayor, to link him to the distribution of illegal substances. His son, Kerwin Espinosa, was also wanted, as he is considered to be the biggest drug lord in the eastern Visayas region. In July of the same year, two of Mayor Espinosa's bodyguards were arrested in a buy-bust operation after they were found to have 1.9 million pesos worth of crystal meth or shabu. 
a few days later, President Rodrigo Duterte gave Mayor Espinosa 24 hours to surrender. Should the mayor fail to surrender, a shoot-on-sight order would be given if he resists or endangers the lives of arresting police officers. On August 2 of the same year, Mayor Espinosa surrendered and was presented by then-PNP chief Ronald Bato de la Rosa to the media and announced that Espinosa admitted to his son's involvement in the illegal drug trade. Meanwhile, Albuera Police Chief Jovi Espinido said he had already spoken to Mayor Espinosa in July, suggesting that the mayor donate all his property to charity, surrender all his firearms and shabu, and resign and offer his son Kerwin to the authorities. The PNP was also informed that Kerwin Espinosa was looking to surrender, although no timeline has been set. Meanwhile, then-PNP Chief De La Rosa promised to give Kerwin humane treatment and that he is even willing to fetch him at the airport once the latter returns to the country. Kerwin Espinosa's alleged right-hand man, Pulito Prak, was killed three days later in a police by-bust operation in Cebu City. On the same day, the PNP Criminal Investigation and Detection Group, or CIDG, filed drug trafficking charges at the Albuera Prosecutor's Office against both father and son, Mayor Ronaldo Espinosa and Kerwin Espinosa. Pair your next podcast listening party with the Fault Cafe Pub's Drinks and Snacks. Head over to their website, link in the description, and get 5% off for every purchase at the Fault's homepage. After ordering, make sure to use our coupon code in all caps, no spaces, Stories. On August 6, then-PNP Chief De La Rosa announced that Mayor Espinosa left his residence in the PNP headquarters after his son Kerwin failed to surrender the day before. De La Rosa said that he allowed the mayor to stay in one of the PNP residence rooms out of pity. He also noted that Mayor Espinosa wanted to stay because he did not want to return to his home in Leyte due to threats and wanted to be available when his son surrendered. Four days later, a police by-bust operation in Espinosa Sr.'s home yielded 11 kilograms of shabu worth 88 million pesos. Authorities also discovered bomb-making components in the mayor's residence. The following day, one of Kerwin Espinosa's alleged sources of illegal drugs, murder convict, Edgar Allen Alvarez, was killed by police in operation inside a prison in Leyte where he was transferred to in 2011. Alvarez was initially detained in the new Belibid prison. While in detention, Alvarez allegedly lobbed a grenade that failed to explode, then fired at cops using a 45 caliber pistol. The police fired back, killing Alvarez. Meanwhile, with no formal charges filed against Mayor Rolando Espinosa Sr., he has decided to go back to work and resume as mayor in his hometown, 
he stayed at the town hall day and night for about a week before asking for police protection. On August 23, Chief Inspector Jovi Espinido met with Mayor Rolando Espinosa in another closed-door meeting. The mayor said that he was now more willing to cooperate with him for his son's surrender and convince him to surrender once he calls him. Later, on that day, another tragedy struck the case as Mayor Espinosa's legal counsel, Rogelio Bato Jr., was killed in Tacloban City, Leyte. The following day, fearing for his life, Mayor Espinosa went before the Leyte Provincial Prosecutor's Office to execute an affidavit naming his son Kerwin's connections and protector. The mayor also admitted getting a lot of death threats because he decided to come forward. He also decided to hold office at the Albuera police station. On August 31, the Philippine National Police announced that a senator was involved with Kerbin Espinosa's ledger of drug connections. However, Mayor Ronaldo Espinosa could not give the names in fear for his family's safety. During that time, speculations have pointed out that the high-ranking politician involved with Kerwin Espinosa was Senator Laila de Lima. In September, the national government was considering turning Mayor Rolando Espinosa Sr. into a state witness. However, then-Justice Secretary Vitaliano Aguirre II said that the mayor has yet to apply for the government's witness protection program. Meanwhile, the Philippine National Police, Region 8, has immediately relieved at least 15 Eastern Visayas police officers after being implicated by Mayor Espinosa in his affidavit. On September 14, Chief Inspector Jovi Espinido said, at least 74 government officials and 154 civilians would face charges for allegedly protecting the illegal drug operation of Kerwin Espinosa, who has been tagged as the biggest drug lord in Eastern Visayas. At this point, it seemed like many people had plenty of reasons to kill Mayor Rolando Espinosa after submitting his list of drug personalities connected to his son's operations. On October 1, another murder happened. This time, Kerwin Espinosa's ex-wife, Analu Liaguno, was shot by an unknown assailant. However, Liaguno was also romantically involved with Jeffrey Jaguar Diaz, a known drug lord in Cebu's province that was also killed in a police operation in June of 2016. On October 5, the government decided to arrest Mayor Espinosa. He was detained at the latest sub-provincial jail in Baybay City. During that time, his son, Kerwin Espinosa, remained at large according to a source from the Bureau of Immigration revealing that the suspect flew to Malaysia way back in June. It led the authorities to seek assistance from Interpol. A week later, Mayor Espinosa pleaded not guilty to the illegal possession of firearms while his lawyer filed a motion to quash or make the warrant of arrest invalid for his drug case. 
the police finally caught Kerwin Espinosa's whereabouts in Abu Dhabi, where overseas Filipino workers identified the fugitive. As Mayor Rolando Espinosa Sr. seeks bail, he also requested a transfer from the Baybay Subprovincial Jail back to Albuera Police Station under Chief Inspector Jovi Espinido's custody due to threats to his security. Meanwhile, Jovi Espinido may have connected the dots as he confirmed that Kerwin Espinosa is linked to drug kingpin Peter Lim. On October 24, the Philippine ambassador to the United Arab Emirates said, Kerwin Espinosa's extradition proceedings might take up to a month. It was expected that Kerwin Espinosa would finally name his political protectors once he was repatriated to Manila. Days after knowing about Kerwin Espinosa's whereabouts, a shocking development happened that caused a media outrage. Mayor Orlando Espinosa Sr. was killed inside the cell at the Baybay City Subprovincial Jail on November 5. According to officers at the scene, the mayor allegedly fought back against the authorities seeking to serve a search warrant for illegal firearms on him. Merong nangyayaring illegal drugs transaction, isang inmate sa loob ng provincial jail. Parang nabastos din po kasi yung korte doon. Pinakita po namin yung search warrant. Tapos bigla kami inalisan nung mm-hmm. ano, ng jail guard. Binoldcutter na po namin yung kadena. Kasi ayaw nga po kami papasukin. Wala yung jail warrant. There was a conspiracy among police officers charged in killing Mayor Rolando Espinosa Sr. According to the DOJ's findings, Superintendent Marvin Marcos and his cohorts are criminally liable for the killing of Mayor Espinosa. Marcos and his group were charged with two counts of murder. Aside from Espinosa, another inmate at the latest sub-provincial jail, Raul Yap, was also shot to death by Marcus's group. They falsely claimed that Espinosa and Yap were in possession of a firearm and illegal drugs. On June 16, 2017, after months of grueling Senate hearings, Judge Carlos Arguelles of the Baybay City Regional Trial Court Branch 14 granted the bail plea of Marvin Marcos. The latter, along with the other accused, had successfully convinced the DOJ to overturn the murder charges. As of today, Superintendent Marvin Marcos remains to be unaffected by the allegations and conspiracy theories pointing him to the slaying of Mayor Rolando Espinosa. Stay tuned to the next episode as we go through Chief Inspector Jovi Espinido's next assignment in Ozamis City where another bloody path awaits. For further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories.
This podcast is brought to you by VV Visuals. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening in other platforms, kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcast to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. Your support would significantly benefit PH Murder Stories to produce more quality content. We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories, The Verdict, and participate in our bi-weekly discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. See you there, suspects. The verdict is in your hands. See you there. One of the most gruesome murders towards an overseas Filipino worker happened in 2016 when authorities from Kuwait discovered the body of a missing Filipina placed in a freezer at an abandoned apartment. The gruesome discovery of her remains sent shockwaves across the OFW community. In 2007, a young mother fighting for custody of her two daughters suddenly disappeared. Two years later, she was found cemented inside a drum dumped in the waters of Navota City, Metro Manila. After a valid testimony of a disgruntled witness who later on recanted his story and became missing, up to this date. At midnight of July 18, 2002, a 32-year-old British businessman was found murdered at his apartment in Makati City, Metro Manila. For years, the case would go unsolved, while his mother battled to piece together the clues of his death. Want to hear the rest of these sensational true crime stories? Subscribe as a Prime Suspect at our Patreon page and get one bonus exclusive case every month for only $5. Patreon is a way to join your favorite creators community and pay them for making the stuff you love. You can now pay a few bucks per month or per post that the creator makes. For more updates, please visit our website at phmurderstories.com subscribe to our YouTube channel PH Murder Stories and follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.